Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Happy New Year! I hope that you are enjoying the beginning of this 2018 Digging Deep study as much as I am. We are presenting this morning our very first dig a bit for the year 2018 we're beginning month five which is the first part of a study of escaping by his providence no many of you have the flu i've talked to many of you who are struggling with the flu the flu has attacked the collie house and so today i am Uh, a little bit under the weather. I may have to cough, and I know it's not a good thing for any speaker to begin by apologizing, but I just feel like I should because I have a raspy voice, and it's, um, it's kind of a struggle to get through a conversation, so I'm hoping that we'll be able to just share a little bit from the Word today and that it'll be an encouragement to us. Escaping by His providence or providence, It's when things might seem pretty hopeless to you, but in ways far beyond what you could devise or think up or comprehend, God works things out. And of course, the the banner verse for that is is probably Romans 8, 28. There are lots of verses about His providence. But Romans 8, 28 says, and we know. This is not a maybe, this is a this is a for sure, that all things, not some things, but all things, good and bad, work together. These things, good and bad, work together for good. Good and bad work together for good for his people to those who love God. Not for everybody. This promise is not for those who are outside the covenant, but for those who are in the covenant. All things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called. Those who are called out from the world to be a part of God's purposes. And then those things work together for good to those people. An amazing promise that um, Cindy Colley tries to build her life around, Romans 8, 28. Sometimes when I'm speaking with people who, especially people who are not a part of Christ's body, they want to make fun of me because they say, Cindy Colley, you don't have very much faith because you don't believe in the miraculous occurrences that quote-unquote we see all around us today. Well sometimes people are, uh, it it is a misnomer to call things miraculous. People sometimes say the birth of a baby is a miracle or a narrow escape in a traffic accident is a miracle. Those things are perhaps the providence of God. Those things are and, and of course, the birth of a baby is the amazing work of God, but it still is through his natural means that that, things, that that occurs. He has set up certain laws of nature through which births in the animal kingdom, in the human uh, arena, occur. And while those things are so amazing, they are a part of God's natural scheme that he has set up and they happen according to the laws of nature. So people sometimes criticize me because I don't believe that people are being raised from the dead today, that I don't believe that people who um, are 
let's say, eaten up with cancer and all organs of their bodies are suddenly cleansed of that cancer one moment they have it the next moment they don't I don't I don't believe those things occur today I don't believe we have evidence for those things but that doesn't mean I'm prideful in the face of God and I say that God could not do that today of course he could do it of course he could if that was within his will but I think his word his clearly um, inspired and delivered revelation has told us that he has not stopped the miraculous but put the pause button on the miraculous for our era of time let's think about that just for a minute first corinthians 13 is a key passage with regard to that we think about that as the love chapter but really that chapter is right in the middle of a discussion about the miraculous and it says that where there are prophecies they shall cease where there are tongues, they shall fail. And when you look at Romans, at, at 1 Corinthians 13, actually that chapter is saying, but when that which is perfect is come, that's the word of God, then that which is in part shall be done away. You know, if you were a, a person, just an average Joe living in the first century, and you wanted to ascertain truth, you couldn't look up ordinances of God in your New Testament because that New Testament was not completely written. It wasn't completely revealed through the apostles and prophets by the Holy Spirit. So you couldn't look up. If I came to you and said, this is what you need to do to be saved, you couldn't look that up and see if what I said matched the scripture. But of course then, if I could raise someone from the dead or instantaneously heal someone who was a paralytic, or if I could calm, uh, feed a multitude or calm a sea instantaneously, something that was clearly miraculous, then you would want to listen to me. And if I were an apostle writing the pages of the New Testament, then I would need that miraculous intervention and revelation of the Holy Spirit in order to know what to write. So the Holy Spirit had this very important work in the first century in giving us the New Testament, that which is perfect. In 1 Corinthians 13 then says, when that which is perfect is come, is finished, then that which is in part. And that's what he's been talking about in that chapter and in the context. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, the miraculous, when that which is perfect has come, then all of that which is in part, the not perfect, will be done away. So today, God doesn't provide for us through the miraculous. Another key text that I would go to if I were going to discuss that would be the discussion of the Samaritans in Acts 8. You remember they accepted the gospel, they believed and were baptized, but the scripture says there in Acts 8 that the Holy Spirit was falling upon none of them yet. Well, Philip was the one, not an apostle, who had gone down and given them the gospel that they had believed, but the Holy Spirit did not, the miraculous did not come on them until apostles were sent down to lay hands on them. And through the laying on of the apostles' hands, we know that's how they got it because Simon the sorcerer then turned around and said, 
and, and the scripture says of him when he saw that through the laying on of the apostles hands the holy spirit was given the gift was given he wanted to buy that gift with money he wanted to be able to lay his hands on people and them receive the miraculous so we see from acts 8 that the apostles had to travel and lay their hands on people in order for them to receive the miraculous gift of the holy spirit that's very interesting because all of the apostles, Peter, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Thomas, Matthew, Bartholomew, James the Less, Simon, um, the son of Alphaeus, let's see, Peter, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Thomas, Matthew, Bartholomew, James the Less, Simon, Thaddeus, and Judas, and then Matthias, the one who replaced Judas, all those, and Paul, Paul was a later apostle, all those apostles have been dead now for about 2,000 years. So they're not laying their hands on people, and that's how that gift was passed on. So for many passages in the New Testament, we see that the miraculous gifts of the Holy Spirit were for a time to confirm the Word. And now we have this amazing book that is the product of the miraculous. So the miraculous, the pause button, has been pushed by God on the miraculous. Now why, Cindy, do you say the pause button? Why don't you just say that miracles have ceased? Well, they haven't permanently ceased. Think about it with me now. 1 Corinthians 15, when that, you know, when we're all going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye, when that um, trumpet blows, when that, um, when Jesus appears in the clouds, all of that is going to be quite miraculous. So the miraculous hasn't ceased, but the pause button has been pushed on the miraculous. And I wish the pause button had been pushed on that telephone before it began ringing. That's my husband's phone. We are stuck here together with the flu, and so that phone just rang right in the middle of this. But that's okay. We are at the, the end of that point, as you can see, that the Bible is the product of the miraculous. But the miraculous, the, the miraculous ability to perform miracles is not occurring, is not happening in our time today, but will again happen when that trumpet blows. So God's not providing, providence is not happening in through miracles today, but it is happening still through the laws of nature that God has set into place. I want to ask you a question. Which one is more impressive? Is it more impressive for God to take care of his people and make sure things work together for good in their lives through the miraculous? Or is it more impressive that God is working through nature, that he is able to take the myriad of circumstances that are happening around me, Cindy Colley, they're happening to you, they're happening around me, they're happening in the country in which we live, they're happening at work, they're happening in my employer's life, they're happening in my employees' lives, they're happening in the lives of my children. And he is taking all of those events, all things, and working them together for my ultimate spiritual benefit. Not only is he doing that for me, but he is doing that for every one of his children. Everyone who is part of the called 
according to his purpose, is receiving that same benefit from him through the myriad of events and details that are occurring in our world. I don't know now that a miracle is more impressive than that. And yet that is the promise that Cindy Colley has from the God who is all-powerful, who can do anything. That's providence. Two phenomenon, two phenomena, I should say, of our spiritual lives today that are as close to miracles as you can get. And I'll leave you with this. The Word. I can hold this book in my hand that is the direct product of the Holy Spirit's miraculous. I can I can hold in my hand that which was spoken by God. Every word of it God breathed. All scripture is given by inspiration. God breathed. Profitable for doctrine, reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the person of God, that's me, can be complete all the way furnished. Everything I need to every good work. Well, I'm telling you, when I look at the Bible, that is the direct product of a miracle. And I can have it. Are you reading it? Are you taking advantage of the miraculous? And then prayer. The very idea that God can be somewhere so distant that I cannot identify the place. That He is a spirit, an eternal spirit. That He is all-knowing in every place, all-powerful, And my words, and your words, in whatever language. We have women who are digging now in the Spanish tongue. It doesn't matter what language. It doesn't matter what time of day. You've got to wait for your doctor. You've got to wait for your computer geek to help you get your computer up and running again. And sometimes when you speak with him, you can't understand the words that he's saying because we have these language and dialect barriers. None of that with God. None of that. He is there. He hears us in whatever language, at whatever time, in whatever emergency. And He doesn't make fun of us because we don't know what to say exactly in our times of grief, in our times of despair, in our times of just gross lack of of judgment and wisdom. He, he even promised us that He's going to grant us wisdom and that when we don't know what to say, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. And then He gave us that amazing blood at Calvary that made us clean enough to go before His throne if we've been washed in that blood. I'm telling you what, God hearing me from this bedroom on Powell Street in Gurley, Alabama, right outside of Huntsville, God hearing me is about as close to a miracle as we're going to get before that trumpet does blow. We've got some products of the miraculous. Let's take advantage of 
what God has miraculously done. Uh, you want to you want to talk about a product of the miraculous? Mm-hmm. Jesus miraculously came up from the grave, offering me salvation so that I could use these tools that are very very close to the miraculous in this lifetime. I hope you're digging deep. I hope you have a great day for him. And we'll talk again soon. Thanks. If you find yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, we'd love for you to worship with us at West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest. Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., followed by Bible classes for all ages. We meet again at 5 p.m. for evening worship and at 7 on Wednesday night. Dig a Bit is a production of Digging Deep in God's Word, a Bible study for women. For more information, visit thecolleyhouse.org.